are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. Detroit Basketball. What up? Welcome to the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, your episode for Wednesday, March the 11th, and happy Sports Gambling Day in Michigan. This is your boy Matt Schiff, the host of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering the NBA. For the Detroit News and Associated Press, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for the listen. Thanks for spreading the word about the Locked On Pistons Podcast. Today we're going to Break down the no such luck for the Pistons today. Run down all you need to know about Detroit sports gambling that is coming today. And we're also going to talk about the Pistons GT team as they get ready for their third season in the NBA 2K League. We're going to tell you all about that. And then also be joined by Adam Rubin, the general manager of the Pistons GT team. And we're also going to give you an update later on about what's going on with the Grand Rapids Drive as they're about to hit the home stretch of the G League season, but give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H. Another underscore for that, also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account, and check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. But do spread the word about the podcast because all you're gonna, all your friends are going to be sitting around at home for the rest of the month or whatever it's going to be. Who knows if there will ever be NBA basketball to be watched live in person. Once again, coronavirus shutting everything down. And uh, we will see how the NBA handles it as I tape this early in the morning on Wednesday. Uh, Woj is sending out some more updates on the meetings that are going to be taking place, maybe even moving games to areas that don't have the outbreak of the coronavirus. That seems like an awful idea to spread it around to other areas so that those fans can get infected or, or whatever else. So, uh, yeah, let, let's uh, these places that are safe for now, let's get a whole bunch of people together there. And then we'll spread the virus. I, I'm, I'm assuming that's not what will ultimately happen, as that seems like the NBA is just kind of trying to squeeze this product for as much bucks as they can before they kind of get shut down from the uh, the fountain of money that's coming in. Uh, I don't necessarily blame them for entertaining ideas like that, but yeah, that seems like a terrible idea if this is a serious thing that's going to be treated seriously. And by all accounts, it, it is and should be. But on Tuesday night... The Pistons didn't get any luck around the league. The Wizards beat the Knicks. The Bulls beat the Cavs. The Rockets beat the Timberwolves. The Clippers beat the Warriors. So no such luck, but at least with the Wizards getting a win and the and the Bulls getting a win, those teams are you know somewhat around the Pistons in the standings. So yes, this was the worst case scenario for all four of those games for Tankathon, but two of those games still had results that were somewhat helpful for the Pistons tonight. A couple of games where there will be some helpful results. The Knicks and the Hawks, 20 wins apiece. One of those teams will get a win. Hornets are on the road in Miami. Hopefully they can get a win. They've got 22 wins right now. And that should pretty much do it for the rest of the games, non-Pistons related, that have an impact on the Tankathon standings. The Pistons, supposedly back in action tonight at Philly. No Derrick Rose, no Blake Griffin, no Luke Kennard, no John Henson. He's going to be out for a little while after turning the ankle. Over the weekend, Bruce Brown questionable, Brandon Knight probable, no Ben Simmons for the Philadelphia 76ers, although, surprisingly, Joel Embiid is questionable on the report. Uh, It's possible that he makes his return 
to action tonight. Hopefully that happens for the Pistons Tankathon possibilities. Pistons 12-point dogs in Philly. So really no good reason to believe the Pistons are going to get a win tonight. And we'll see how uh, they handle themselves on the road, uh, certainly expecting loss and hoping for a loss in most corners of Pistons fandom these days. But we're going to have Adam Rubin, the general manager of the NBA 2K League team, the Pistons GT, on after the break. But uh, we didn't really talk much about uh, a lot of the, the discussion or parameters about what the 2K League is. And I wanted to kind of pass along some of this to you guys who might not be familiar with it. We have talked about it on the podcast the last couple of years, but... As you can imagine, it kind of drops into the background in terms of our interest uh, somewhat quickly, although we do try to update and we'll catch up with some of those guys throughout the season as well. The season's going to be going on until the end of July, early August, to where the playoffs will be wrapping up in the third year of the NBA 2K League. And hey, if we're all sitting around our houses uh, forced to stay away from work and all the other situations this summer, maybe we're just going to be all sitting around watching the NBA 2K League all year, but I do in- encourage you guys to give the league a chance and check it out, even if you're not a gamer. Uh, but what it is is it is what it sounds like: uh, guys get drafted by the Detroit Pistons GT organization and play video games. They play 2K uh, with their own self-created characters in a five-on-five video game. So on the court at the same time, five guys are playing five different screens, uh, NBA 2K League, and as themselves playing against five guys from the other team. And these guys all fly to the studios in New York every week and play these games. And then they fly back to Detroit and they do events where you can meet the guys. They do all sorts of promotional stuff and, and they learn what it's like. It's one of those things where I think there should be like a, a reality show about it. Uh, if I was kind of in charge of the marketing for the NBA 2K League, and maybe some teams have done some versions of that. But uh, it would be interesting to, to get to know these guys a little bit more as time goes on. You know, these guys are gamers from around the country representing Detroit. They finished well in the in, into the playoffs in their first year as a franchise, didn't make a run in the postseason. And then last year, kind of kind of a drag of a season. They had the three-win year last year, really struggled. But uh, Adam Rubin is kind of the, the brains of the operation, uh, and he works for the Pistons as well. During the offseason, they traded for Ramo Radoncic, who uh, – was the first player that was ever picked by the Pistons GT team, the first round pick, I believe fifth overall in the first year. And he was the star of that team that did well in the regular season. They traded for him this past off season. So he's back. They also traded, or they also drafted demon JT, uh, Jonathan, a guy that I got to talk to at the media day as well. I went up and met with some of these guys on Monday and got quick interviews with each of the players on the team. So as the season gets closer, it starts on March 24th, with the tip off tournament and then starts regular play on April 1st. We'll get to know these guys a little bit more. Quick little interviews that we did with them we'll play uh, when we get time here on the podcast over these next few weeks. We'll try, we'll try to play them at the end of the podcast in case you're not into it. But again, we would encourage you guys to check it out. I've watched games on Twitch before. There's other platforms to check it out on as well. Adam's going to talk about that in our interview too. So encourage you to check it out. Something new, something that's growing around the world. And uh, obviously the NBA is trying to get into that and and make some money off of that. And this is a way, kind of goes hand in hand as they're marketing the game of basketball around the world. Obviously China is a big audience for for this league and the NBA in particular. This is kind of a melding, a marriage of those kinds of things. So NBA 2K League coming up on March 24th and the season starting on April 1st. And these are the guys that are going to be representing the Detroit Pistons, the Pistons GT team. So Adam Rubin. 
the GM of the Pistons GT team, is going to be joining us. That's coming up next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But, hey, if you guys are just like me and don't have a lot of free time but still want to learn all the things there are to learn out there in this vast old world, then let me tell you about the most useful app on my phone because we all know it's hard to find the time to sit down to read and learn more. When you don't have the free time, you can't read or work on the personal development that we all would like to be working on in our busy lives. There is an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them to, to just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can use that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute or your lunch break or while you exercise. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestsellers lists, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had time to. I like Blinkist because in less than 15 minutes, I feel like I can fast-track my path to more intelligent, be more informed, and being more healthy as well. That's all I need is that 15 minutes, and it gives me everything that I need to know about the world around me. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. Yes, sir! Here with Adam Rubin of the Pistons GT team, the general manager running the show here. Uh, so first of all, your three for the Pistons GT team and also for the NBA 2K League. What's new for your three with the league, first of all, as we uh, as we go into the uh, third season? So first things first, Gen G joining the NBA 2K League. It's the first non-NBA franchise and international franchise to join the NBA 2K League. Up until now, it's been all NBA franchises adding another NBA entity to their overall organization. Uh, And then the NBA introduced their first EU Invitational this year. So for Season 2, they had an Asia-Pacific Invitational. 20 of the best players from the Asia-Pacific region, Australia, New Zealand, Philippines, And then this year they decided to hold a similar invitational in London to invite the 20 best European NBA 2K League players to try and get more international presence along with their Women in Gaming initiative to try and make the NBA 2K League as diverse and inclusive as possible. Mm-hmm. And with the, the franchise, in particular Pistons GT, obviously the, the Detroit Pistons move into the new facility before the NBA season gets started, and you guys are now down in the new center area as well here at the facility. What Tell us the details about your, your accommodations in particular, and how much does that help to have this whole facility state-of-the-art and all that? Yeah, uh, being in the city for the first time in three years was a complaint we heard in Season 1 and Season 2 from all of our NBA 2K players. They thought they were moving to the city of Detroit. In reality, they were moving to Auburn Hills. 
Uh, so season three starting, they're currently living in New Center. It's a five-minute walk from their apartment building to the office. Uh, and then our actual practice room this year is two and a half times larger than our previous ones. And it's got two walls of windows, which is one of the major complaints we heard from players across the league is that as they're playing games, yes, you don't want to glare on the screen, but they're locked in from... 10, 11 a.m. until 6 or 7 at night, they don't see the sun. They're not getting any sunlight or natural light into their lives. So by having two walls of windows, it allows them to see the outside, get enough sunlight while also focus, and it boosts their overall mood. Mm -hmm. Then the addition of Plum Market uh, means they're no longer running out at lunch. They're no longer doing takeout or deliveries. They've got healthy food options that are affordable for them. And then they've got the entire cast corridor in Wayne State, campus for them to explore get food lunch and just be part of downtown mm-hmm. uh, what about the growth of the league in particular i mean are there metrics that they're looking at as far as you know obviously the amount of people watching each of the games is probably i would believe most important but what kind of some of the things that the league's looking at as far as uh benchmarks where they want to be successful and and, and what kind of growth that they're looking for mm-hmm. um in terms of benchmark growth obviously as you mentioned viewers are important In season one, it was Twitch exclusive. In season two, it was Twitch and YouTube. And towards the end, Tencent. In season three, they're looking at Twitch and YouTube and Tencent and Weibo and TikTok and every avenue possible, including potentially traditional media, to try and get as many eyeballs on the product as possible. Because they recognize, rightly so, that viewers right now are important, but getting the word out and educating everyone on what exactly the NBA 2K League is, is far more important add in last year we saw the first uh women gamer in chiquita being drafted by the warriors and this year we've got the first chinese prospect drafted by gen g so their goals are obviously inclusion but also just overall education of the nba 2k league and get as many people interested as possible mm-hmm. and uh, roster wise you know the first pick overall uh, for fifth overall i believe in the first year for was Ramo for you guys in year one and now we're here in year three he's back with the team mm-hmm. uh, you know what was it like to have that guy back and, and what, what about him uh, made you want to go and, and bring him back to detroit uh, the biggest mistake we made going from season one, we were nine and five to season two, where we ended up two and 14 was removing Ramo, not the player, but the person and the leader and the presence. Uh, Ramo is a very unique individual in the NBA 2K community and 2K league in that he could arguably be the best player ever at that position. You're talking like Tim Duncan kind of power forward, like best of all time. Ramo is a power forward center position. He sees the game that no one else sees, and he's able to educate and lead his teammates in a way that we underestimated going into season two. So by bringing him in, back, bringing him back for season three, we also shored up one of his deficiencies from season one and that no one held him accountable on a player level. Obviously, coaching staff and general manager, we can hold him accountable to a degree, but it's a lot similar to the college game and the NBA game where players holding each other accountable is far more valuable than a coach just saying, hey, we need you to lock in. So that's why we brought in Demon JT. Mm-hmm. Demon JT and Ramo have played together for six years. JT is a natural leader. Ramo is a natural leader in game. So the two of them at point guard and center, opposite ends of the court, if you will, being able to keep each other locked in and holding each other accountable is going to allow Ramo to 
blossom where in season one he was having to lead and manage and play, and it's too much for one player. Mm-hmm. You mentioned JT uh, with Washington the last couple of years, playing against him and, and monitoring their play and now having him in-house with Pistons GT. What stood out to you about him the last couple of years that made you want to bring him to Detroit? Uh, first and foremost, JT is one of the smartest people and players in the NBA 2K League. Uh, extremely well-spoken, extremely vocal. He cares about his teammates and the organization. At any point in time, the Wizards could put him in front of a room full of people and he would be one of the most well-spoken league players out there. So his PR presence, if you will, is obviously important to us as a new organization as we're still trying to grow. But when we played against him, he had that fire and passion to just obliterate the team he's playing against. Mm-hmm. And then after the game, the switch flips back to being a nice person. So his competitive fire, coupled with his overall presence and intelligence, made it a no-brainer that we were interested in him, especially as a point guard. And when we were able to acquire him for the 37th overall pick in this year's draft and couple him with Ramo, who he's played with for years, and then in the draft we were able to pick up Trenton, who goes by the gamertag of Charger, who's also played with him for six years. Mm-hmm. We've now assembled three guys who've been playing together since they were in their teens. Mm-hmm. Add in Devgas, who's played with them before, and now we've got a core four players mm-hmm. who all know how each other plays. They've got the same tendencies down, they've got the personalities down, and they genuinely like each other as people. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest difference we saw this year compared to last year as well, is last year's team didn't mesh off the court Mm -hmm. so they weren't going to mesh on the court this year's team from day one before the they even got into market were already texting each other chatting with each other hopping into games together and getting along Mm -hmm. we brought them into market brought them to dinner first night it's like they had been college roommates for five years Mm -hmm. then we took them bowling same exact thing it's like they've been best friends for 10 years and they've only been together as a group for a week and a half Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the familiarity with each other and then Joseph and Dev back from last year's team as well. Uh, what about that continuity within you know, players in Detroit and the fans maybe getting familiar with them? Is that something that as the years go on now from here that, that you hope to be kind of a mainstay with the GT organization? That, that's one of the key factors that we've just now started looking into. Mm-hmm. It's obviously season one. Uh, the only players from season one left are Joe and Ramo, and Ramo left to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of continuity across the league, if you look at the 76ers organization, they've lost a player both years to an expansion draft. Mm-hmm. So as the league continues to grow, we now need to start focusing on continuity for both the fans and the players. Looking across the league, there are players who've now been on three teams. We have one of them. They're, it's really hard for a fan base to keep track of where their players are bouncing because every year new teams come in, so there's a new expansion draft. Mm-hmm. It's got to get to a point where teams can keep four, five, or six players and continue to build. Mm-hmm. But that also comes with needing more roster spots. Currently, there are six players on a roster. I think in order for there to be true continuity, you're going to have to see seven or eight roster spots where you can bring in new talent, you can bring in rookies. People can still get taken in expansion draft, but you're keeping your core together. Adam Rubin, the general manager of the Pistons GT team, will have interviews with the guys uh, throughout the next uh, period of time before the league gets started. March 24th is the tip-off tournament, and then uh, April 1st will be the first regular season games. Pistons GT team getting ready for their third season in the NBA 2K League. Thanks for your time today, Adam. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. 
I wanted to dish a little bit about the Grand Rapids drive as we know that the Pistons are pretty dull, so we're going to need to follow the G League team a little bit for the rest of the way. There are eight games left in the regular season. The drive are 25 and 17. The season continues tonight at the Delta Plex on the west side of Michigan against the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, the Indiana Pacers G League affiliate. The drive are almost a lock, a near lock for one of the three Eastern Conference wildcard berths. There's three divisions in the Eastern Conference. The three division winners get automatic bids into the playoffs. And then the three wildcard teams, the next three best records in the Eastern Conference, make the uh, wildcard. The Pistons are in with the the, the Milwaukee team, so they're going to be behind them, the Herd, and uh, they are going to be one of those wildcard teams. The first two teams out of the six get it by into the second round, and then the other four teams will play single elimination playoff games which is what the uh, Pistons, the, the uh, drive, I should say, lost in their G League playoffs the last couple years. But uh, there are four games inside the playoff picture the Grand Rapids Drive are right now, so two or three more wins out of the next eight should wrap this whole thing up and get uh, officially into the playoffs. The roster took a little bit of a hit over the weekend with the Pistons injury to John Henson as Dante Hall was picked up almost immediately to go play with the Pistons there. So the assumption is that he'll be missing at least tonight's game for Grand Rapids and then also Jordan Bone is back with the Pistons in Philly, so that's bad news for the drive. Lewis King, the other two-way player for the uh, Grand Rapids drive, he is still with Grand Rapids and will play with them tonight. The numbers are pretty up and down on the scoring column lately for these guys, and that's kind of what the G League is a little bit sometimes. It's a little bit of a your-turn-my-turn kind of league, especially when guys like Sekou and Kyrie Thomas and, and uh, Dante Hall are not around. Dante Hall is kind of a little, a little bit of a glue guy, actually, but, uh, you know, he had Todd Withers that's down there. We, we've talked about him from Summer League and also with the drive in the past. He had 30 in a game within the last week or so, but then doesn't look like he gets the ball on some other nights. So, like I said, it's kind of a your turn, my turn situation. Tradeon Hollins had 20 in the last game, but he's a guy who's averaging under seven points a game. Uh, again, Withers, uh, Treshawn Thurman, and Lewis King, those are guys that are shooting right around 35% from three as we kind of look into the numbers here a little bit. Dante Hall, again, with the Pistons right now, uh, jumps off the page a little bit when looking at the uh, advanced stats in the G League is his true shooting percentage is 75.5% in 38 games this year. That's really good, obviously. Uh, and another number that jumped out to me is Khalil Iverson has a 10.0 net rating. He's got the 108 offensive rating when he's on the court and a 98 defensive rating, so that great defensive units when he's out there uh, rings true to what we expected as a player out of Wisconsin. So not really doing much else offensively and probably not an NBA type of player, but for that 10 uh, net rating, really solid play off the bench. For Donnie Tindall's team in Grand Rapids, Khalil Iverson there. Uh, again, they've lost to the Raptors 905 in the first round of each of the last two seasons in the G League playoffs. And uh, the Raptors 905, as we sit right now, look like they'll be outside the playoffs, although they might sneak in one of the last spots in the Eastern Conference. But uh, that could be good news if they're kept out, maybe get rid of that bugaboo that the drive have had the last couple of years. Uh, their first three seasons in Grand Rapids before these last two playoff seasons, they didn't make the postseason. So maybe this is the year for Donnie Tindall, the first-year head coach for the Grand Rapids drive to lead these guys on a little bit of a run as they're looking for a kind of a new beginning there with Donnie Tyndall. We talked about him, talked to him too about the new beginnings in his career. And uh, we do know that next season will be the last one for the Pistons affiliate 
uh, being the Grand Rapids Drive in Grand Rapids. And we'll figure out what the future of the Grand Rapids Drive organization look like. But we know that the, the G League affiliate for the Pistons will be moving to the new Wayne State facility after next season, after that gets completed in Midtown near the Detroit Pistons headquarters in New Center area. And of course, near Little Caesars Arena in downtown as well. So we'll be following the drive a little bit more this month. So get used to it and pass along more updates on how those guys are doing day in and day out or week in and week out as time goes on. But this is your host, Matt Shook of the Lockdown Pistons podcast saying enjoy ha- gambling day out there. Uh, be careful with the sickness out there as well. And enjoy the Pistons game tonight. We'll be back tomorrow to recap it here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Thanks for listening. And uh, now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Have a great day and talk to you guys tomorrow.